0: Aldrich, Tiger Woods Presidential Medal of Freedom. I'm Tim Berg.
1: In other news, stocks down across the board on Wall Street. The Dow off 66 points to close at 26,438. The NASDAQ down almost 41 points and the S&P 500 down 13 points. You're listening to USA Radio
2: News. It's amazing but true when it comes to one of America's biggest household expenditures, health care. A lot of people think they've got no choice. People are used to thinking we have to do it this way, but they don't. Yes, you have the freedom to choose an alternative with your health care. It's MediShare and it costs way less than the alternatives. The typical family saves $500 a month, not a year, a month. And if you're single, this can save you a lot too. And let's face it, a big reason MediShare is 400,000 people strong it just works. They've shared over $3 billion in medical bills, so they can help share your needs too. Joining MediShare for so many people is one of those things that makes you say, why didn't I do this before? So yes, the time has come for something better. Look into joining MediShare and see why so many people are opting out of the old way and into the new. Why not look into this? Just call 855-90 Psalm. That's 855-90 PSALM 855-90 Psalm.
1: Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, hard at work in Finland, meeting with his Russian counterpart. Pompeo speaking with reporters saying the Trump administration keeping a very close eye on what's going on in Iran and in Venezuela. I made clear
0: our view that the Venezuelans deserve a democracy. That is, doesn't have any foreign party running their country or involved in their country on a consistent basis in a military way. We want the Cubans out, we want the Iranians out, we want Russians' military out. We had that conversation.
1: In other news, he's arrived, but we haven't seen him yet. Meghan Markle gives birth to a baby boy, seven pounds, three ounces. Prince Harry telling reporters...
3: Still thinking about names, Alan. The baby's a little bit overdue, so we've had a little bit of time to think about it, but um, yeah, we're still... That's, that's, the, that's the next bit. But for us, I think we'll be seeing you guys in probably two days' time as planned, um, as a family, to be able to share it with you guys and so one can see the baby.
1: This is USA Radio News.
4: 800-965-1290, 965 1290
1: As the Muslim holiday of Ramadan starts, security being ramped up at mosques across the country. USA Radio's Chris Barnes with details now from Washington, D.C.
0: Mass shootings at several places of worship have Muslims on particularly high alert as they start to celebrate the month of Ramadan. Some are hiring armed guards at mosques from Los Angeles to San Francisco in particular. Mosques are increasing security so worshippers feel safe. Then after in Sunnyvale, California, a man intentionally ran over a group of people he believed were Muslims in an apparent hate crime. Many mosques are installing security cameras both inside and outside as well. For USA Radio News, I'm Chris Barnes.
1: To the Middle East now where rockets have been fired back and forth between terrorist groups in Gaza and Israel. USA Radio's John Clemens with the very latest. Here's his report.
0: At least 600 rockets were fired into Israeli territory, leaving four civilians dead and dozens of others injured. Israeli defense forces countered the attacks, striking 40 of what they called Hamas terror targets. Israeli Defense Forces spokesman Jonathan Conricus tells us this information must be shared.
4: We don't see this getting out, and we don't see what we think would be the proper outcry at this outrageous attempt to kill Israeli civilians by terrorist organizations from the Gaza Strip.
0: I'm John Clemens.
5: For USA Radio News, I'm Robin Walensky. In 1974, a tiny little kitchen started selling omelettes to locals and tourists in historic downtown Truckee, California. At 10 feet, 3 inches wide, and only 39 seats, guests would have to squeeze in to eat their breakfast. From little beginnings to the big time in Las Vegas, Squeeze In has been featured on Food Network and Forbes for their great food served by genuinely happy people in a super fun environment. Squeeze In has two locations in Las Vegas. Go to their website at squeezein.com for more information.
2: KSHP and the Radio Shopping Show are getting social. We're
1: now on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And we made it easy to find all three of them at KSHP Vegas. Check out Facebook for our Friday live show at 5 p.m. Get news and announcements on Twitter. And share pictures with us from all of your favorite shopping show businesses on Instagram. Don't forget to follow all three at KSHP Vegas. And get a little closer with your friends at KSHP AM 1400.
6: I'm ready to go
0: Get ready to kick it up a notch. If you live and breathe sports, then this is the place to get your hot takes. Welcome to Vegas Sports Hub. Vegas Sports Hub. With your host, Ian Raquelly, on KSHP AM 1400. Or stream the show live at KSHP.com. Now, turn up the volume and get ready for Vegas Sports Hub with Ian
5: know that means that we can do anything hello ladies and gentlemen my name is ian or kelly welcome to vegas sports hub here on kshp 1400 am now we are gonna get into the great sport of baseball but before we do that i definitely need to play this one thing real quick All respect to Harry Carey, one of the best broadcasters of all time. Now, we're going to get into baseball. I want to talk about real quick the importance of a starting rotation in baseball. Now, we all know about the 1 through 5, but not many people understand why certain pitchers are placed in the 1 spot, the 2 spot, 3 spot. That's why most managers just call them a number 1, a number 2, number 3, number 4, number 5. So I just wanted to quickly go through why certain pitchers are placed in the 1 through 5 spot. Now, the number 1 spot is pretty self-explanatory. He is the ace of the ball club. He is the anchor of your rotation. And let's also face it, he is an all-star, mainly, majority of the time, unless you are a very horrible team and you just take what you can get. But you are normally an all-star pitcher, Some teams have a Cy Young winner slash Cy Young nominee that is going to be on that number one spot. And the reason why you need an ace at that number one is because he is the guy that's going to lead your team normally in wins, in ERA. He's going to lead you in strikeouts. He's the guy that you depend on to become the best pitcher on your team. When you give up examples, I'm going to give you guys like Zach Granke with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Consistently with the Kansas City Royals, Arizona Diamondbacks, he has been that ace for that team. And why do they trust Zach Greinke, you might ask? Is it because he won a Cy Young 10 years ago at the Kansas City Royals? That's a part of it. But the reason why these teams trust players like Zach Granke is because they are reliable. They are durable and they are consistently Good at what they do. It's very rare. It's very rare for those pitchers to have a off year. It does happen. Don't get me wrong. These players do have an off year every once in a while, but mainly these are the guys who are very consistent and they're going to get you a lot of innings, a lot of good stats on a stat line. Number two in your rotation. He is not as good as your ace. He's not as good as the number one pitcher on on your roster. He has a lot of inconsistency in a lot of times in his rotation however the one good thing with a number two starter is that he could be a number one if he fixed certain flaws in his system when it comes to a number two pitcher he sometimes is inconsistent but he is a pitcher who could be a number one with the right strength and conditioning which is something that is a huge deal in entirety uh, something that I'll get into, you know, maybe down the line, strength and conditioning. The number three pitcher in your starting rotation, he is what you call an above-average pitcher. He's a guy who's going to get you good amount of innings. He's a guy, you know, that you can put in and you know what he's capable of. But at the same time, he is not an all-star. He's not a guy that's going to get you Cy Young votes. He is a pitcher that is going to give you decent stats but it's gonna be nothing special. Alright, his performance could be a lot could be better with the right stream conditioning. Number four pitcher in a rotation. is what we call the wild card. Sometimes the number four pitcher is a prospect who's on his way up. He's a guy that you think could be your future. Or if he is a veteran, he is simply a guy who is not durable anymore. He is a guy who can still be an MLB. But he's not a guy that you would trust to lead your team anymore. That is who the number four is. That's why I call them a wild card when it comes to your baseball rotation. And then the number five pitcher is what you call a future number three slash prospect. This number five starter is a guy who's either going to be your number three pitcher, a average to above average pitcher down the line, or is a guy that's going to be a prospect who you're going to have him be there for a season, maybe even a couple of months, and then you're going to bring him up to more and more in the rotation. Now, when you look at pitching matchups, there's been two very good in- pitching matchups that happened today. I want to talk about Jacob deGrom and Chris Paddock with the Padres and the Mets. This was a very interesting matchup. Jacob deGrom, one of the best pitchers in baseball right now, When you look at his stats and you look at everything that Jacob deGrom has done for the Mets since going up there in 2015, he is a pitcher that is holding the Mets on his back right now. And and also the thing with Jacob deGrom is that he is a reliable pitcher. That's why he's their number one ace, and that's why he he won Cy Young last year, because he's a very reliable ace. On the other hand, for the Padres, you have Chris Paddock. You have a guy who just got brought up. He made the opening day roster this year, and he has been incredible in his early starts for the San Diego Padres. This guy was a prospect. He did really good in AA and AAA last year, got brought to MLB, and his stats are clearly showing here in MLB for the San Diego Padres. What a bright future for that team with all the young talent they have on that roster. And then when we had another pitching matchup today, that if this would have been 10 years ago, it would have been a marquee pitching matchup. It would have been game of the week. The Seattle Mariners, we had Felix Hernandez, King Felix himself. And then for the New York Yankees, you had CC Sabafia, the Star Wars clone himself. So when you look at this matchup 10 years ago, like I said, would have been game of the week. But these two pitchers are still solid. They are not the aces that they were a few years ago. They are not Cy Young winners. But these two are doable. They're, they're pitchers who are able to get the job done still at their very old age. And when I look at what they have been able to do for those two teams, the Mariners have been on a little bit of a cold streak as of late. But when you look at CC Sabathia and what he's had to do since coming back from injury and with him having his potentially final season in baseball, you gotta you got to say good on this matchup when it comes to the Yankees and the Mariners. Now, speaking of the Yankees, they have 14 players on the IL right now. I do feel bad for the New York Yankees, just as I feel as bad as the Cubs right now, because the Cubs are on a seven game winning streak. So, who am I kidding? I am not, I am not, I don't feel bad for them at all. Now, when we look at, in the, when I look at MLB and I look at everything that is going on right now, let's talk about the fact that when it comes to the baseball world, There are certain teams that are hot right now and certain teams that are cold, but then there are also some teams that are looking towards their future and looking towards their farm system. When we come back on Vegas Sports Hub, I will get into the farm system. I'm going to get into a very funny story involving a Houston Astros prospect that happened recently, and we're going to get into the local Las Vegas Aviators, the affiliate of the Oakland Athletics, here on Vegas Sports Hub, KSHP. 1400 a.m.
6: Jumpers Jungle Family Fun Center is an indoor children's jump and party space in Las Vegas, located at 2050 South Rainbow Boulevard. Kids of all ages can come and jump on our bouncers, race through the obstacle courses, speed down the mega slides, slam dunk into the basketball hoops, and much more. Are you looking for that perfect birthday party venue? Look no further. Jumpers Jungle has a party package that will fit your needs. Check out the open play schedule online at jumpersjungle.com or call 702-463-JUMP. It's time to jump your way to fun at Jumpers Jungle on the corner of Oki and Rainbow.
3: Experience the vacation of a lifetime with Dream Vacation Week. Enjoy a fantastic seven-night resort vacation for a low price at some of the most popular destinations in the world. Don't take our word for it. Hear what our radio shopping show listeners have to say about Dream Vacation Week.
1: Yes, we went to
3: Park City, and it was the best. Oh, my gosh, it was so wonderful. To Sedona, wonderful.
7: It was a really good, really good experience.
3: To book your vacation of a lifetime, visit them online at DreamVacationWeek.com. That's DreamVacationWeek.com
0: destination south point 11 great restaurants bingo bowling movies race books sports books spa live entertainment oversized rooms and the rates unbeatable the south point las vegas book now online at southpointcasino.com or call 866-791-7626 southpointcasino.com or call 866-791-7626
4: at the south point las vegas you're always a winner Sinful Subs is an innovative concept in sub sandwiches. They've created a hybrid in subs by combining the taste of classic New York Italian flavors using homemade recipes with the Las Vegas twist of including great sub names and zesty profiles for each menu item. And they're not just subs. Sinful has soups and salads, snackitizers, and desserts. Sinful Subs is located at 5135 South Fort Apache on the southwest corner of Reno Avenue. Call them at 702-998-2555 and check them out at sinfulsubs.com.
7: The man, the comedian, the legend, George Wallace returns to Las Vegas with a new show at Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino. George Wallace has been selling out comedy clubs and concert venues all over the world for decades. And now he brings his new show, Wallace at Westgate, to Las Vegas Tuesday through Saturday at 8 o'clock. Tickets start at just 65 and can be purchased at westgateresorts.com. That's westgateresorts.com. George Wallace, great for fans of all ages. Don't miss the legendary George Wallace at the Westgate.
5: And welcome back to Vegas Sports Hub here on here on KSHP 1400 AM. Now, my am your host, Ian Kelly. We're going to continue with our baseball conversation. We're going to get into the local team here, the Las Vegas Aviators, the AAA team of the Oakland Athletics. Now, what I want to get into is I don't want to get into their losing streak. I don't want to get into the fact that they have lost a lot of their games recently in the last couple of weeks. What I want to get into is I want to look towards the future. Because here's the thing about the minor leagues is that unlike Double because Double A is really where the future is, the Triple A does have prospects that when they are eventually brought to MLB, you are going to look at them and say, "Hey, I watched that guy play at the Las Vegas ballpark." You know, I said, "Hey, I looked at that guy, and I know, uh, I know that guy has some good talent." So when you look at the Triple A system, you look at what's going on with the Las Vegas Aviators. The one thing I want to discuss is some of their players right now. What I want to talk about with the Las Vegas, I want to start out real quick with their catcher, number 12, Sean Murphy. Now, Sean Murphy right now, he is currently on the 7-day IL, but before they took him onto the IL, when it came to Sean Murphy, this guy is going to be a good player. When I look at Sean Murphy, I look at what he has been able to do in the AAA level, but you look at what he's done throughout the entire series— Last year in 2018, in 68 games, he had uh, 8 home runs, 43 RBIs. He had a two hundred eighty-eight average, but he has a great glove behind the plate. He is going to be a very good catcher for the Oakland Athletics. I watched him play recently in a game against uh, Fresno. And when I look at what Sean Murphy was able to do in that game, he is a good backstop. He is a good catcher when it comes to this Oakland organization. I think that with him being a top-10 prospect In Oakland system, I think he is a guy that's going to be able to help out that roster and help out that team when they eventually bring him up to Oakland because right now Oakland is last in the AL West. They can get all the help they can get. When I look at the rest of the roster, let's talk about uh, Andrew Triggs. He is a pitcher right now in the Las Vegas Aviators with the Oakland A's. He is on the 40-man roster. And the thing about Oakland Triggs, not Oakland Triggs, Andrew Triggs, when you look at Andrew Triggs, let's talk about the fact that the last two years he was with the Oakland Athletics, in fact, had a winning record, actually, last year. He went 3-1 and one for the Oakland Athletics. When you look at the Las Vegas Aviators, 1-0 and oh in his start right now. But when you look at Andrew Triggs, I think he is a guy that, you know, they brought him down for rehabilitation. They're going to bring him up back to Oakland. I think he will be a reliable pitcher for the Oakland Athletics when it comes to them being in the rotation. Because like I said earlier with the one through five, you need a guy at the number three, number five, who is somebody who is average to above average. That's what you need in a rotation if you're number three slash number five. And then there are certain players that are on the Las Vegas Aviators who, let's be honest, are veterans. And that is Edwin Jackson. And if you are a fan of chicago you will totally recognize this name from the chicago cubs edwin jackson now edwin jackson has been a long time player in the mlb system they have brought him down to triple a because him being a veteran you need veteran mentality you need a veteran leadership in triple a because you have a lot of these younger guys you need veterans on there but the thing with the edwin jackson is that he's played in las vegas before Back in 2004 when he was with the Los Angeles Dodgers, he played here with the Las Vegas 51s back then. He's had a solid career with the Dodgers, the Tampa Bay Rays, the Chicago Cubs, Washington Nationals, just to name a few. So, you know what, I'm happy that he is uh, coming back here helping out the younger guys. And, you know, he'll probably get a little bit of a call-up from Oakland so they get some of their pitchers being injured toward the late part of the year. And then the final player I want to talk about with the Las Vegas Aviators, I want to talk about first baseman Seth Brown. Now, Seth Brown is a very interesting story when you think about everything he's had to go through to get to this point. Seth Brown, a 19th-round pick in 2015, came from Lewis Clark State, and that is in, in uh, Idaho. So when you look at Seth Brown and you look at what he's had to do to get here, uh, last year, he was in Double A. He had a very productive season, 14 home runs, 90 RBIs, and he is a very solid first baseman. And, you know, I think he is a dark horse for somebody who, with him being just 26 years old right now, I think he's a guy that they could bring up potentially in the future for the Oakland Athletics. You know, if injuries happen or if they need, you know, to fill up that roster with their bench, bring some more depth into their Uh, bunch and get onto the Oakland Athletics Seth Brown could be a player that potentially could be brought up from the Oakland Athletics and if he does it'd be a good story an 18th round pick from 2015 having to work his way up going from all the way to rookie ball in 2015 all the way up to the majors that'd be one heck of a story uh, for the Oakland Athletics now I will leave off the Las Vegas Aviators by saying if you want to go to a Las Vegas Aviators game don't worry they're going to be facing the Salt Lake, uh, Salt Lake Bees on May 7th through May 10th, and then they have the Tacoma Rainers uh, from, 11, from May 11th to May 14th. Now, I'm going to leave off this baseball segment by telling you a very interesting story coming out of the Houston Astros organization. Coming from the Houston Astros organization. Now, when it comes to their number 10 prospect, Seth Beer, Right now, he is in Class A. When I look at Seth Beer and you look at what, it's a very interesting name, right? Seth Beer. Now, what happened with this guy is very interesting. In the team that he is with, they have beer night, right? Like Kind of like how teams have $2 beer night, $1 beer night. Well, here's what this guy did. Two weeks ago, on a beer night, he hit a home run. No big deal. You know, it's just a common thing. The very next week, on the same beer night, he hits a home run once again. And then finally, this up this last week, once again on beer night, Seth Beer, the number 10 prospect for the Houston Astros, hit another dinger. And he's had consecutive home runs on beer night. Now, I just think that's an interesting story, don't you think? To have the last name Beer and then hit consecutive home runs on beer night. That brings me to like when the Astros prospect at the time, his name was LJ Hose. Uh, The Houston Astros had a promotion called Hoedown Night, and they had LJ Ho, sure enough, in the starting lineup. Isn't that just an interesting story right there? Now, when we come back here on Vegas Sports Hub, we're going to get into the hockey world. We're going to talk about all things that are going on with hockey, so stay tuned for that with Vegas Sports Hub. My name is Ian Rakelli, and do come back on Vegas Sports Hub
8: attention facebook live show fans join us every friday at 5 p.m for our big live shopping show
4: you can follow us on facebook at kshb vegas and get notifications when we go live or just log in every friday at five
8: the facebook live show is just like the radio shopping show but on facebook so you can see us and interact with us live
4: if you can spread peanut butter on bread then you can find us and watch us on facebook it's that easy
8: we also love to do contests and give away free stuff
4: don't forget fridays at 5 p.m at kshb vegas exclusively on facebook
5: In 1974, a tiny little kitchen started selling omelets to locals and tourists in historic downtown Truckee, California. At 10 feet, 3 inches wide, and only 39 seats, guests would have to squeeze in to eat their breakfast. From little beginnings to the big time in Las Vegas, Squeeze In has been featured on Food Network and Forbes for their great food served by genuinely happy people in a super fun environment. Squeeze In has two locations in Las Vegas. Go to their website at squeezein.com for more information.
8: When you bring your vehicle to Star Auto Care for maintenance, you'll have a team of professionals at your service. Every one of our technicians has been factory trained and master status certified to ensure that you receive the highest quality and most effective service. Star Auto Care is located at 3540 East Tropicana Avenue, just east of Pecos. Star Auto Care is confident in their prices and will match any mechanic located within 20 miles. Bring your vehicle in today and let Star Auto Care give you the peace of mind you deserve when you service your car. Visit them online at starautocare.us.
5: Welcome back to Vegas Sports Hub here on KSHP, 1400 a.m. in Las Vegas. Now, we're going to get into our hockey segment here, and I got my co-host, Ethan Gettemeyer.
6: What's up?
5: Uh, glad to have you be on here to talk hockey.
6: Yeah. Now, it's a, it's a different day.
5: It is a different day. Yeah, Monday nights now, Monday and Tuesday yeah. here on Vegas Sports Hub. Now, when it comes to the hockey world, me and you have a difference on opinion most yes, likely sir. on this. Now, we're going to get into the Golden Knights. We have to talk about the Golden Knights since we are here in Las Vegas. We're going to get into the free agency with the Golden Knights. Uh, Recently, on Saturday, I wrote an article on VegasSportsHub.com, which you should definitely go check out and read, about the fact that is William Carlson really the number one priority for the Vegas Golden Knights this offseason? I gave him the pros, and I gave you the cons for why he is or he is not the number one priority now, I'm going to use some uh, snippets from that article just to you know back up my argument here. Now, William Carlson has definitely been a good guy since coming here. I mean, you think about everything he did. He signed a one-year deal worth $5.25 million the previous offseason. He scored 24 goals this year. He scored 43 last year. I think that his production this year kind of put his value down a little bit as opposed to what his stock was last year. But when I look at William Carlson since being drafted from Columbus in the expansion draft, which we will get into Columbus later on in the show, I guess the question I'd have to ask my co-host here, Ethan Gettemeyer, with 67 goals in the last two years, and considering all the free agents that the Vegas Golden Knights have to deal with this offseason, is William Carlson their number one priority?
6: That's a tough one with all the with all the players that they have available that are going to be going into restricted free agents and unrestricted free agents. I'm not sure if William Carlson is the one that they want to focus on, but you know, knowing George McPhee and knowing the Knights, it's probably who they're going to go after because of how well of a stellar performance. No, he wasn't a good goal scorer this year. He led more on the assists. So, and that's what play, that's what. Uh, McPhee and the Knights are looking for in players is not only guys that can produce goals
5: but they can also produce assists well how much would you pay him if you're George McPhee and you're the new well what's he
6: making now
5: uh, he's making 5.25 million in that one-year deal he did in the last offseason
6: I I would say if he was going to get paid to stay with the Knights you would have to go maybe seven maybe seven
5: million it's an interesting point because that's actually exactly what I wrote in the article. $7 million is the fee, uh, pun intended, is a fee that he's going to want George McPhee to have William Carlson to stay. But is he really worth $7 million? I say no. When I look at what William Carlson has provided, he's a good player, but I don't think he is a guy that's worth $7 million per year. And let's not forget, he is not going to give him a one-year deal this time. He did that because he wanted to prove that last year wasn't a fluke. Well, this year, he proved that he can still produce.
6: So do you think they would give him like 6.5?
5: I say that at the most, I think that William Carlson should get 6 at the most. Because his production did go down as opposed to last year. Yes, he scored 67 goals in the last two years. But you also need to look at the fact that with the Vegas Golden Knights, the fact that they have guys like England, Belmar, you have guys like Jimmy Shaholt, Nikita Gusev. These guys that are free agents who everyone's going to need to focus on. I say that with the Vegas Golden Knights, they cannot spend a lot of money like they did the last off season. You know that the last off season they got Pacharetti, they got Stasny. They replaced some key parts and upgraded by spending more money. The Mark Stone deal is the thing that comes to my mind with the 9 million they're paying him.
6: I think the Mark Stone deal is what's really going to cap him out this year. And moving forward, because they're going to be paying him some big money.
5: Right. And then with the younger guys, you have to figure out about those guys, because you think they're going to return. Jimmy Chaholt and Nikita Gusev, they should return to the roster.
6: I would say Gusev, yes. I'm not too sure about Schultz. He might go down to the minors and play in the AHL for a couple Right, weeks. but
5: you do think he's going to stay with the Golden I, th- I
6: think he'll stay in the Golden Knights organization, but I don't see him playing in a Golden Knights uniform next season.
5: And then I had a debate with somebody about this. Derek England, I think a lot of people are basically assuming that he's going to be gone, he's going to retire, he'll probably join the Golden Knights organization you know, on the front office side. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have agreed on that. But Pierre-Edward Belmar is an interesting story because Pierre be- Pierre-Edward Belmar is 34 years old. He is at the back end of his career. If it was up to me, I think the Golden Knights need to move on from Belmar, have a younger guy come on to that fourth line with Carrier and Reeves. But a lot of people have disagreed with me. They think that Belmar, with him being a leader of the locker room, he needs to stay. Ethan, do you agree with me on on that?
6: No, I agree with the other people. I would say uh, that—wait, actually, let me backtrack— you said he needs to leave, right?
5: I said he needs to leave. Uh, other people think that he needs to stay to be a locker room uh, leader.
6: Okay, well, people, I'm going to agree with you. I think he does need to leave. But if he's going to stay, maybe a Golden Knight, maybe send him to Chicago. I mean, if you look at it, the Knights already have a bunch of locker room leaders. You know, guys like Marc-Andre Fleury, you know, Mark Stone now. Even Nate Schmidt. He's Nate even, Schmidt. On one. He, also Max Pacioretty. But also you have guys like uh, Riley Smith and Jonathan Marchesaw who played in the league, who played in the organization last year in their inaugural season, who have also built themselves as a locker room leader. So you have maybe like fifteen guys, maybe less, as locker room leaders. So losing one guy as as a leader won't really affect the organization. And maybe if you send him down to the AHL, you know he might not like it, but he can help build that locker room up even more and tell the guys hey this is what the nhl is expecting this is how we need to play if you guys want to be in the big if you guys want to be in
5: the big leagues and then we're going to talk goaltenders for a second malcolm Subban and lagasse those two goaltenders are free agents this year do you expect any of them back because i say no i think those two are not going to return i think the golden knights are going to try to either bring up dance or they're going to try to bring in a new goaltender in free agency?
6: I think they're going to keep uh, Lagasse. Uh, there's so much potential in that guy. You know, he uh, once Fleury got injured and Subban got injured, and they brought up, it was Dans and Lagasse as the two. You know, they they were a stellar unit for the Knights last year.
5: They were a stellar unit. I mean, Danz, shut out Chicago.
6: Shut up. Anyway, <laughs> move on. I'm going to punch you after the show. <laughs> you know, but, you know, I I say Lagasse comes back. I don't think Subban comes back. Is it, be,
5: he, is it because he's going to want a new start instead of backing up an all-star goaltender?
6: I think so. And so if that's the case, I see a team like Florida, you know, chasing after him because, you know, with how how injury-prone Roberto Luongo is, you know, they need a guy that will be able to step up and play in net and not just have to worry about their goaltender uh, coach coming in and playing almost every game and sitting on the bench.
5: The 2019 NHL draft is only a couple couple months away, right? Mm -hmm. Now, there's a guy, his name is Spencer Knight. He's a goaltender. He's the best goaltending prospect in that draft class. Now, obviously, not many people are going to know about the NHL draft. Not many people talk about it. But I just wanted to ask you, if you know anything about it. The best goaltender in the upcoming draft class, would it be a smart move for the Vegas Golden Knights to draft a goaltender and kind of get him ready for that when Flurry eventually retires, they have a replacement? Uh
6: that's kind of tough to say. I wouldn't be surprised, so to say, if he was to if the Golden Knights were to, you know, go out and draft him. I mean he has the best name for the team, so... Oh, yeah, know, having Knight, Knight on the back? Knight plays on the Knights, so, you uh, know... I,
5: okay, I'm, I'm just going to ask you from a marketing standpoint, how many people would buy that jersey, everyone Knight that on the back?
6: Oh, yeah. I There's also... uh what's, what's her name? Hillary Knight was, like, talking about joining the Golden Knights, and everyone... Even the Golden Knights were on board with it, but, you know. Anyway, yeah, I see Spencer Knight maybe joining the Knights. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised I don't know like too much about the draft, but I love watching it, and it's fun to see where all the guys go. My only question is, will he be a first-round draft pick?
5: It's a good possibility, though, with him being a goaltender. He could be a first-round draft pick. And considering that the Golden Knights and um, where they're positioned in the draft, I think that it would be a good opportunity for the Golden Knights to draft a goaltender like Spencer Knight. And when I look at the Golden Knights, we all know about Oscar Dance. We all know about Marc-Andre Fleury. But I think having a young, fresh goaltender, and any, and honestly having anybody from the last three drafts honestly, on the roster, would be good for the Vegas Golden Knights. Let's not forget, that this is one of the oldest rosters in the NHL.
6: That's surprising for a second-year team.
5: For a second-year team, they have, are very old. And when you look at the fact that they have nobody from the 2016, 2017, and 2018 drafts on their current roster... That is a big concern.
6: I thought it was interesting, and I'll, I'll let you uh, say the player's name, but you were telling me that the youngest player was from the 2014 draft. And that is Alex Tuck. Yeah, that's really interesting. He's like, what, 24?
5: He is 24 years old, and he's the youngest guy on the roster.
6: And he is lights out on the ice.
5: Yeah, he's a good third-wing winger.
6: Let me ask you this. Do you think the Knights should have built the team around him?
5: I don't think they should have built the team around him, but I think they should have built their team around younger guys instead of having majority of their roster be in their late 20s to early 30s. Because Shea Theodore is also a good prospect, too, and he's 25. Mm-hmm. So that's not something you got to forget about, too.
6: Well, yeah, but, I mean, it all just depends on... Like, well, we've already seen what they're doing. They're going after building a, it around older guys and not younger guys. So, And that's why they're building the team, in my personal opinion, they're building it around Marc-Andre Fleury.
5: But the only question I have is that would you build a like who would have you built a team around? If it wasn't Flurry that they drafted in the expansion draft, who would have they built around?
6: That's a tough one. I would I would probably have to say either Alex Tuck, Riley Smith, or Jonathan Marchessault. But then you have guys like Derek England who played for the Las Vegas Wranglers, so he knows the city of Las Vegas, he knows the marketing which doesn't really matter in the NHL in the NHL like on the ice. In a way, it does, but, you know, for the conversation, it doesn't. Uh, so they would have probably tried to build it around him so that he could get the Vegas buzz and, you know, have everybody, you know, talking about the Knights like they already are, but maybe have... They probably would have brought home the Cup last year if they built the team around England or younger guys.
5: I say that Jonathan Marshall honestly should have been the guy they built around.
6: Do you think he should have been the captain?
5: When it right, comes off, to, right off the bat? When it comes to captains, right off the bat, well, first off, I would have said Riley Smith based on how much of he mm. has built this team when it comes to leadership. I mean, Riley Smith has been known to be a locker room leader as well. Uh, but when it comes to Riley Smith or Derek England, those guys would have been the captains right off the bat. Personally, I would have said Derek England just because of how much he knew the Las Vegas system. But Jonathan Marshall, Salt, Riley Smith, those wouldn't have been bad comparisons either. But, you know, this is all the what-if scenarios. You know, And everyone loves what-ifs. It's, you know, the biggest part of sports is saying, what if this happened? You know, what if, you know, this happened, X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. When it looks to the future, however, for the Vegas Golden Knights, before we go into our next break and we go into our next topic, when we look at what is going on for the Vegas Golden Knights, looking into year number three, is there any players, Ethan, that you think the Vegas Golden Knights should go after? This free agency oh,
3: there's
6: so many good players on the on the free agency market. I honestly don't know if there's any any viable players right off the bat that I can think of uh, well,
5: the reason that I bring this up, Ethan, is because when we come back from our break I'm I have a list of ten players, okay.
6: I'm glad you're going to give me 10 players.
5: Yeah, I have a list list of 10 players who are either RFA or UFAs from this upcoming offseason. I want to ask you if you think they're going to get a big contract this offseason. Stay tuned. Vegas Sports Hub, KSHP, 1400 a.m.
6: jump and party space in las vegas located at 2050 south rainbow boulevard kids of all ages can come and jump on our bouncers race through the obstacle courses speed down the mega slides slam dunk into the basketball hoops and much more are you looking for that perfect birthday party venue look no further jumper's jungle has a party package that will fit your needs check out the open play schedule online at jumpersjungle.com or call 702-463-JUMP it's time to jump your way to fun at jumper's jungle on the corner of Okie and rainbow
3: Experience the vacation of a lifetime with Dream Vacation Week. Enjoy a fantastic seven-night resort vacation for a low price at some of the most popular destinations in the world. Don't take our word for it. Hear what our radio shopping show listeners have to say about Dream Vacation Week. Yes, we went to Park City, and it was the best. Oh, my gosh, it was so wonderful. To Sedona,
7: wonderful. It was a really good, really good experience.
3: To book your vacation of a lifetime, visit them online at dreamvacationweek.com. That's dreamvacationweek.com
0: destination south point 11 great restaurants bingo bowling movies race books sports books spa live entertainment oversized rooms and the rates unbeatable the south point las vegas book now online at southpointcasino.com or call 866-791-7626 southpointcasino.com or call 866-791-7626
4: at the south point las vegas you're always a winner Sinful Subs is an innovative concept in sub sandwiches. They've created a hybrid in subs by combining the taste of classic New York Italian flavors using homemade recipes with the Las Vegas twist of including great sub names and zesty profiles for each menu item. And they're not just subs. Sinful has soups and salads, snackitizers, and desserts. Sinful Subs is located at 5135 South Fort Apache on the southwest corner of Reno Avenue. Call them at 702-998-2555 and check them out at sinfulsubs.com
7: The man, the comedian, the legend, George Wallace, returns to Las Vegas with a new show at Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino. George Wallace has been selling out comedy clubs and concert venues all over the world for decades. And now he brings his new show, Wallace, at Westgate, to Las Vegas Tuesday through Saturday at 8 o'clock. Tickets start at just 65 and can be purchased at westgateresorts.com. That's westgateresorts.com. George Wallace, great for fans of all ages. Don't miss the legendary George Wallace at the Westgate.
5: Woo! And welcome back to Vegas Sports Hub here on KSHP, 1400 AM. Now, we're going to get into our NHL free agency segment. What I'm going to do here is I have 10 names that are going to be free agents this upcoming off season, And what I am going to do is I'm going to have my co-host here, Ethan Gettemeyer. I'm going to give him the name, and I'm going to ask him if he thinks that they are going to get a big contract or not this off season. Okay. The first name I want to give out from the Buffalo Sabres, and that is their winger, Jeff Skinner.
6: He's old. Uh, I think he's done, so I don't see him getting a big payout. He might go to a older team and, you know, finish out his career and just retire. Maybe, maybe actually he'll
5: retire after this year. Well, the thing with Jeff Skinner is that he had a career best 40 goals this year. I mean, he did great against Jack Eichel. I mean, Jack Eichel and those two were a very good pairing. Now, I think he will get a big contract, considering the fact that he just got his career best and considering the fact that he's only 27 years old, so he's not that old as opposed to what you were thinking. Mm-hmm. But when I look at Jeff Skinner, 5.725 is what he was getting paid this previous off season. I think Jeff Skinner is going to get paid by the Buffalo Sabres. How much I,
6: do you think he'd get paid, though?
5: I think he would get around the 6.5 for Jeff Skinner. I mean, 27 years old, it does make a lot of sense for a guy who's been in the league for eight years. Okay.
6: Well, we'll have to see. If I'm wrong, I will uh, give you a high five.
5: You'll give me a high five? And okay. A, and
6: if you're wrong, you give me a high five.
5: All right. <laughs> now, there's a second free agent that I want to talk about who is a team that just got swept, and that is goaltender Robin Liner from the New York Islanders. $1.5 million is what he was getting paid with the New York Islanders. Now, do you think he's going to get a big contract considering what he did for the Islanders this season?
6: Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it'll be in New York, though. Um, that, that tweet he put out kind of thanking the, the Islander fans makes me iffy if he's going to be staying with the Islanders or if they kind of have a a little trade that we don't even know about. Uh, right, but, kind of
5: a gentleman's agreement. Exactly. Right.
6: But, you know, I think if he does stay with the Islanders or if he goes to a different team, he will have a big payout because he is such a very good goalie, and he swept the Penguins. So the fact that he swept the Penguins is just absolutely amazing.
5: Anytime the Penguins get swept, you got to give an applause
6: there. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Give it one more time. There we go.
5: The third player on my list is from the Winnipeg Jets. That is defenseman Tyler Myers. Now, let's not forget, he was the Calder Trophy winner just a decade ago, 2009-2010. It's been that long ago. That's crazy. Now, considering all that, when you look at Tyler Myers and you look at his career, do you think that he's going to get paid more than $5.5 million at the age of 28? Oh,
6: I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, he's such a key aspect for the... Winnipeg Jets. So. Right, he's and
5: he's six foot seven. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's basic. a very big very big guy.
6: He and uh Dustin Bufflin are like the best pairing for defensemen even though he's not a defenseman, is he? He's a he's a winger.
5: Uh Dustin Bufflin?
6: No, Tyler Meyer. He's a defenseman. Oh, is he? They're not on the same line though. They're on the I,
5: same line. He's with Jacob Truba.
6: Yeah, there you go. I couldn't remember the other guy's name. But, uh, yeah, no. He'll get a big payout. Uh, he'll definitely stay with the Winnipeg Jets and he will get a good payout.
5: The fourth player on the list is uh, formerly with the Philadelphia Flyers, now the Nashville Predators, and that is Wayne Simmons. He just hit the age of 30 years old. He's getting paid $3.9 million in 2018, 2019. Is he a guy that's going to get paid more money with him finally hitting 30, or do you think his time is starting to decline now?
6: I think his time is starting to decline. I'll agree with you on that. Uh, So, I don't think he'll get a big payout. I think his big payout was when he was, and this is going to be a long time ago, it was when he was with the LA Kings. I think that's when he had to have the big payout, and that's when he was in his prime. Right now he's just kind of coasting.
5: Right, because he went from LA to Philly, and then Philly Philly to to Nashville.
6: And now there's speculation that he's going from Nashville back to Philly.
5: Well, it would make a lot of sense. He does love the city of Philadelphia.
6: I don't know why. Oh, you don't know why? No, that city. I have family that lives in Pennsylvania, so we go out to Philly quite a bit. That city is just. I'm sorry. It has the old ECW arena, which I love, but that place is just filthy, in personal opinion.
5: If you wouldn't have said that you're uh, from there, I would have just made a Rocky reference and moved on. <laughs> uh, number five, a former top 10 overall pick oh, from a while, from a couple of years ago. And that is Brett Conley from the Washington Capitals. 27 years old, only making $1.5 million. Is he a guy that's finally going to get paid a lot of money? I mean, after all, he was with the Washington Capitals. His career best, 22 goals and 46 points with the Washington Capitals this year. Is he a guy that's going to get paid a good amount of money to leave the Washington Capitals?
6: I don't know if he'll get paid a lot of money, considering you know guys like Backstrom and Ovechkin are still there. So they're going to be taking quite a bit of the money. So I think if if he wants a big buyout, then he'll have to go to a different team. Just depends on what team, though.
5: I think he will have to go to another team because Washington Capitals are pretty tight up on cash right now with Mm -hmm. all of their players. Yeah, and with him being 27 years old and 22 goals being his best performance. I get it. He was a top 10 overall pick. So he had that expectation behind him. And let's be real a lot of teams, for some reason, if you were a top 10 pick, they like to keep on bringing you on, like even years after you've been drafted. Mm-hmm. I think that's been the same problem with Thomas McCollum. He was a top 10 pick, he was a goaltender for the Detroit Red Wings. He's on his sixth team, and he's been in the AHL the entire time. Pretty sad. Yeah. Uh, number six, and this is a. This is kind of a. Uh, dig towards toronto maple leafs fans uh mitch marner obviously he's going to get paid more than the six hundred and ninety-four thousand he's getting paid this year but my question to you is how big of a contract is mitch marner the supposed best free agent of this class how much is he going to get paid
6: sadly he might only get paid roughly around three million which it doesn't sound too bad for him but the or for us that's like a lot of money, but to him that's kinda of like why am I not in the tens?
5: Right, because everyone is assuming that he's gonna get in the eight million, nine million range. Yeah, no. That's... Which I don't see happening.
6: Sadly I don't see it either. I think if he were to get into the eight millions, nine millions uh he would have had to have won the cup.
5: Right, because the problem is that he's kinda of similar to Leon Dreisettle. With you know how Edmonton Dreisettle is is the uh is the Robin to Connor McDavid just like Mitch Marner is kind of the Robin to Austin Matthews
6: yeah well now Austin Matthews is kind of the Robin to John Tavares right in a sense right even though Matthews has been in Toronto a lot longer Tavares is up there in age wise so he is the leader of the locker room basically
5: but to all these people in Toronto no I do not see Mitch Marner getting paid 9 million dollars heck you shouldn't have paid William Nylander 11 million dollars you should have never done that
6: no that's just throwing away cash money for nothing
5: Exactly. Uh, number seven from the Columbus Blue Jackets, who unfortunately got eliminated by the Boston Bruins, are Tammy Bernarin. I mean, when you look at what he has done, Mr. Breadman himself, do you think he's going to get paid more than the $6 million he's getting paid this season? Uh,
6: I think it just depends on which team he goes to. You know, with him being the free agent, he can go basically wherever He's offered the most money, so you know. I think, I think in his eyes, he's worth maybe ten million. But in our eyes, he's worth maybe seven, as far as I would go. But you know, would
5: Columbus open up the vault to get him to bring him back?
6: Oh, ooh, that just means if they were to open the vault, they would have to cut down guys like Nick Felino and maybe Seth Jones's contract, uh, pay out a little more. So no, I don't think they would. Because open the there's vault a team, because
5: there's a team, and I've told you about this before. There's a team that I think that would open the vault for Panarin, and that is the Arizona Coyotes. Considering the fact that they don't really have any huge contracts on their on their on their books.
6: Well, the the big contract that they have is the Oliver ekman Larson contract, but that's.
5: But comparing it to all of the other teams, it right. really isn't that big of a deal.
6: No, they're under cap space by quite a few million, so. If Arizona, I wouldn't be too surprised, and I think he would have a good a good payout for them.
5: Now, the other team I want to talk about is a team that's based here in Las Vegas, and that is Brandon Perry. I mean, he's getting paid the very, very, very minimal $865,000. Such a shame.
6: He's such a good player.
5: But do you think he's going to get paid more? No. You think he's going to just get an AHL contract like he did last year? I think so.
6: I think he'll be in the AHL system for maybe two or three years, uh, no matter where he goes, whether he stays in Vegas, whether he leaves. you know, he's, he's a very talented player, but I don't think he's worth more than a number in the thousands.
5: At number eight, from the Columbus Blue Jackets, I'm going to go with Sergei Bobrovsky. I mean, he did very well, obviously, sweeping the freaking Tampa Bay Lightning. But when you look <laughs> at what his contract is, $7.4 million is what his contract was. He just hit 30 years old. I don't think they're going to top it. I don't think any team is going to pay him more than $7.4 million. Do you agree with me on that?
6: Yeah, I I agree. Uh, Well, in a sense, I agree. I think if he were to go to the right team, maybe a team like Buffalo, who could pay him a good amount of money maybe give him 7.58 at the most. I don't see him going into the tens again. Uh I just hitting a 30-year-old goalie is stellar and if he goes to anywhere he has to be a backup in personally.
5: I say he's going to be a starter but I don't think they're go- anyone's going to pay him more than 7.4 million. I think he'll probably get around the Five million range, but I don't think. So he'd... you
6: would think they he'd go lower?
5: I think he would go lower because I think he understands that no one's going to pay him that much.
6: So maybe there's a chance there's an offset chance that he stays in Columbus and keeps that money.
5: It's a very good possibility, but yet again, Columbus would have to decide based on all the free agents they have right now. Who would they need to keep? Because right. you know, it's not you don't just have Bobrovsky and Panera, and you have De, you have a uh, mm-hmm. you have. Matt um, Duchesne. You have Matt Duchesne. Then there's one other defenseman, uh, uh, Wawenski. There you go. Yeah, you have all those guys. Well, Zach Wawenski
6: staying in Columbus. He loves the Columbus organization way too so much. So you think
5: he'll stay no matter what? I think so. All right. And then the final free agent I have for you because time's starting to run a little short here. Uh, final guy who was a all-star in Ottawa all those years ago now is at the back end of his career, and that's Jason Spezza. I mean, Jason Spezza, by the way, is getting paid the most out of any of these players. He's getting paid $8.5 million among all of these players. He has the most out of them all. So if you're Jason Spietza, you're obviously never going to get that type of deal ever again. No. But he is a still reliable center at the age of freaking 37. He's a very good player.
6: Yeah, I, I'm impressed with how well he's playing. I don't see him getting a, a bigger contract than what he got in Ottawa, so maybe there's a case that he stays in Ottawa.
5: Now, I want you to bring up the Joe Pavelski thing really quick. We have about a minute and a half yeah, what left. Yeah,
6: st- what if he signs to Vegas? Are the fans going to love him or hate him?
5: I think that they would hate him but also love him. You know what I mean? Okay. Like basically, if he scored a goal, they would love him. But any time that they would introduce him on the ice, they would hate him. All right. That kind of relationship. Um, kind of similar to what, what happened with A-Rod in the New York Yankees, where everyone would boo him unless he hit a home run. Then they would go, Yay! Now, uh, thank you to everybody who tuned in tonight on Vegas Sports Hub. I want to say thanks to my co-host, Ethan Gettemeyer. Thank you. For being on the show. Now, next week, we are going to have Monday and Tuesday. Just giving a reminder that everyone, that is now going to be Monday and Tuesday for Vegas Sports Hub. Stay tuned tomorrow night because we're going to have a lot of interesting topics we're going to run by you uh, here on Vegas Sports Hub. I'm Ian or Kelly. That was Ethan Gettemeyer, and this was... Vegas Sports Hub.
0: The world-famous radio shopping show weekday on 1400 KSHP North Las Vegas at KSHP.gov. USA Radio News with Robert Walensky.
1: President Trump hosting the U.S. Military Academy football team at the White House, presenting the Commander-in-Chief's trophy to the Army Black Knights, who sealed the title with a win over Air Force. Because you play for more than a trophy. The lessons you learn on the football field will help
0: you to lead... On the battlefield. And hopefully we won't have too many battles because we're building a military so strong that nobody's going to mess with us. Nobody.
1: He's arrived, but we haven't seen him yet. Meghan Markle gives birth to a baby boy.
5: Husband and new dad.